They are always late. Eight hateful minutes later, the door opens and in rushes Jesse. Sorry I'm late. I just came here through a blizzard. We live in Arizona, man. There's no way that we are in a blizzard. Not a blizzard of snow. A blizzard of commons. I can't believe how many we've got. Jesse winks into his microphone. The door opens. In comes Albert. Oh, sorry I'm late, guys. There's a blizzard outside your house. I told you, John. Quick, Jesse, hand me that shameless plug for comments. Albert hammers in the nails. You need two shameless plugs to get people's comments. Okay, okay. Jesse, hand me another. There we go. The door is shut. Wait, guys. Don't we want the door to be open to receive comments? Da 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 da. That was pretty creative, Jesse. You like that one? Yeah. That was fun. It was going to be different, and it wasn't really landing up the first time, so I took out the Dairy Queen blizzard joke, and I left in the actual blizzard stuff. So, yeah, it turned out better than what I was originally thinking. I mean, you can make a joke about a dust storm or a haboob. If you wanted to. Haboob. Haboob. Yeah, I could have done that. That's actually true. Haboob's a funny word anyway. I should have used it. Haboob. Haboob. <laughs> All right, you guys. So what, what did we watch that was almost four hours long? The Hateful Eight Extended Edition. <laughs> extended. 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 So um, it was the first time watching it, and I honestly think that the extended edition is a better edition. And I was rewatching the regular theatrical. Well, I don't know if it's theatrical, but I know it's the one that's released for the main uh, version of it. Um, it's about forty-five minutes shorter than the extended mm-hmm. edition, and uh, from what I've seen. The rewatching it like an hour ago, there's a big there's big chunks missing from it, and there's actually continuity errors that kind of pull me out of the movie. Oh, without it, yeah. Uh, oh. For one uh, one example, you have uh, it, his name is Jody, right? Uh, the his name what's his name? The handsome the brother, guy. the brother. Yeah, Channing it's, Tatum. Yeah, yeah, Channing Tatum. Not Channing. No. Is it Channing Tatum? Oh my god, I don't remember. Um, but anyways, so he they tell him to toss the guns out the trap door. So he tosses the gun, and they, they tell him, oh, toss the other one. He tosses the other one. He it gets up, put his hands up, and they're like, she's talking to his sister. And for some reason, I thought he crawls out of the trap door. But in the regular, not extended edition, they shoot him in the head and he just falls over. But in the next scene, you see him next to his sister. So it, as if he teleported there. So it, it's just small things like that that's probably littered throughout the whole movie. Wait. He he never shows up. Wait, so even in, so in the regular edition, he's on the on the floor and not in the trapdoor hole? Yeah. 
I think so. Well, doesn't he? Don't they pull him out or someone no. pulls nope. him out? No. Nope. So then who's sitting? Ah, uh, never mind. Do you, know, do you know who that is? It, it, it's Kurt Russell's body. It's Kurt Russell's body. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> they they look similar. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Russell. Everyone Russell never he, he never moves as after he's dead, so that's always his body, Jesse. Sorry. Um <laughs> they, everyone has a fur coat in this movie, so I get him confused when they're just kinda lying dead, okay? I don't think he had a fur coat. He had a coat of some sort. He had a regular like a leather duster because he's on he's in the building underground, so the temperature usually stays the same yeah when you're there you don't have to wear a fur coat you think it'd be slightly cold though <laughs> i think they're all it, slightly I mean, cold yeah i mean they're yeah where they are they're all slightly cold but i cold. mean like underground you think that the air not circulating being in the underground i think it might be warmer but uh, usually temperatures are more stable but it's not going to be that much warmer or colder yeah okay Thanks for the science. Uh, I mean, but usually it's it, it could usually be colder because it's lower. So, you know, temperature. It, it is a wine cellar. Yeah. I don't well, know what that means. What you, I know, what you, I, well, I know, what a, I know what a wine cellar is, but I don't know if, like, they had to, like, keep wine and drinks at a certain temperature. Not just that, but also food. Yeah, that's true. Well, why didn't anyone think to check the wine cellar? If they didn't know it was there. I mean, it's a haberdashery. I mean, but there's. I mean, he doesn't know the. If he, he, he doesn't, doesn't know, know, he the doesn't exact know. Location. That's true. And to be honest, like when we get into the movie, Kurt Russell's character is kind of suspicious, but not yeah. suspicious enough. Yeah. He's paranoid to the point where it's just like he doesn't trust anybody. But he doesn't go to, like, the full extent to ensure his safety. Exactly. And that's why he dies. <laughs> Honestly. So he should have been he should have been more cautious. Oh, definitely. What, what else could he have done? He didn't he didn't even check people. He asked if they had guns. And then just took them. Yeah. Uh, and then we see that the... Uh, what is... Um, Oswaldo Mowbray had a gun in his coat still. Later on. But a little pea shooter, but yeah. Oh, well. Whoa. No pat-downs, Jesse. No pat-downs. That's why you always pat down. <laughs> and then they, they hung up guns under the table. You feel like... Any per- yeah, any perspective other than sitting at the table, you should see that. But oh well. Okay. Okay. He's too he's too focused on just the money and not surviving. Yep. So obviously directed by Car- Quentin, not Kenton. Quentin Tarantino, eighth movie by Quentin Tarantino. Um. The release date, I forgot what year. 2016, I believe. 2015. 15? I, I see re- uh, theater released 2015 on okay. discs by 2016. Oh, okay. So that's where I'm getting the 2016 from. 
depending on what runtime you have, uh, well, I mean, the version depends just, on the runtime. Just go with the extended edition because that's what we watched. All right. Uh, well, I got I got three facts for you guys. Trivia. All right. So the script was leaked, and the movie almost didn't happen. And Samuel Jackson had to persuade Quentin to make it. I'm very glad he, that he did. <laughs> uh, so there's three versions of the movie. We have a 187 um, version that includes an overture and a, an intermission. This played in the theater. You have the 168 version, which is the main version. And then you have the Netflix version which is basically uh 210 minutes exclusive to netflix nice uh last fact at times the cast and crew worked in a refrigerated set in which the temperatures were approximately 30 degrees fahrenheit so that's pretty cold is it just to like uh have that realistic breath i'm assuming that's what it was and probably just to simulate like how people would actually move because when when you're They're acting cold and when you're actually cold <laughs> you're gonna have yeah. shivering you're gonna have other stuff that kind of gives it more authentic authenticity that's there you go word. there we that's go that's a word <laughs> uh how do you think they felt about this hey it's better than being in a stanley kubrick movie and being mentally uh <laughs> abused I'd rather be physically cold than uh, just, I don't know. Stanley Kubrick was notorious for for being a director. Uh, They probably felt cold, but most of these people have worked with Quentin before, so they they knew they wouldn't freeze to death, just be a little cold. He wouldn't kill them. So what were you guys' thoughts on... The Hateful Eight. First time watching it. S- spill your your thoughts right now. It does want me to. It does make me want to watch more Western movies. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot still, so gotta add those to a queue. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but part of me wonders if I just enjoyed it because it was the extended edition, like. This whole week, I was just thinking to myself, maybe I should watch the original version of it. Yeah, yeah. Just to compare, because I, it's not a big amount of time, but it's a big amount of time between the two. So I just right, kinda... and it it makes me while watching the extended edition makes me feel like I'm watching a TV series instead of a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that? affect your view on it like i i think so because i think so because now it it has the advantage of being able to show more because of its longer runtime yeah it does compared to being limited to a two hour and 30 ish minute format yeah. yeah and a lot of the the stuff that i enjoyed about it i don't know if we'd be able to fit that into a two hour and 30 movie Hey, next week, uh, we're watching the original Hateful Eight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I I can't remember what all's cut out from the original version. I remember watching this several months ago when we watched uh, Knives Out. 
and I told one of my clients, and she's like, oh, you're really going to love The Hateful Eight. And so I watched the extent. She is. You need to watch the extended version, though. So I mm. watched the extended version, and then I rewatched it again. So it was eight hours, and then I watched the original. So I watched like eleven hours of Hateful Eight in a span of five to six days. Yeah. So jeez, uh, it was a lot, but uh, I enjoyed it every time, equally or more, because you see more details in the frame that you didn't right. see before. Because this movie was shot in 70 millimeter, which is like a dead format. Um, so it's a really wide frame. He could squeeze yep. in a lot of details. Uh, and you say, it, oh, it's just like in the cabin with people's faces. But you could really see people's expressions and their just all the very minute detail. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure yeah, rewatch would benefit. Yeah, because then we we know what happens, so we'd be more prone to spot the discrepancies. Yeah. Or, yeah, different people acting in the background or how they look and where they look, how they... Because I didn't notice uh, Joe Gage's, like, body body language and how yeah, he I was angled. I didn't like, notice oh, I didn't think he was pointing a gun the whole time. He was just leaning on his arm. Yeah, yeah, uh, which... I did recognize that when we watched that third or mm-hmm. fourth act or part, and he's mm-hmm. he's kind of leaning. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you guys, it's time to sell that sip. It's a six-word summary of the movie. Let's go with Bob first. I mean, John. Why? Why am I Bob? Because I'm I'm Mexican. Because you're Bob the Hangman. I mean, John the Hangman. No, because Bob was the the Mexican guy. So like, but, what are you trying to say? But also was you didn't get the joke too at the beginning. Silence tells more than we think. What's that? That's my silence. That's oh. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> for for me, it was just like I really enjoyed when the characters weren't talking as much. They just when it when it's the cameras pan oh bye Jesse. But yeah, for me I just I really enjoyed when the movie was more quiet and the characters were just kind of being themselves, not interacting with one another and um like like Albert said earlier that when Joe Gage is leaning, like we didn't know he was pointing a gun, but there's a lot of moments like that where it's just like completely silent and things are actually happening. So yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff gets missed on your first watch. So I, this is one of the few movies I would rewatch pretty quickly after the first viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your solid sip, Albert? Uh, it's just pretty dumb. Uh, Western vengeance with action, humor, and violence. That's, I just, you know, it was, dumb. it's really, it's really simple, but it, it was a lot of fun. And like I just said, um, I would rewatch this pretty quickly. And I'm usually not someone to rewatch movies at is, all. Is that because you like the movie or you're a person that needs to find all the details? 
I think it's interesting to find the details after I know that they were there. Yeah. I mean, I'm I I mean, even great movies I usually never re rewatch unless people ask me to. Yeah, yeah. So because I know like yeah, we, we had an eye out for uh I mean, the movie itself shows a few examples of the Domain Grey gang setting up into um into the d- haberdashery. Yeah. And they show different angles of the same scenes. So it's pretty interesting. I I would rewatch that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's a testament to the movie if they can make over rewatch it or want yeah. to rewatch it. That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh so my salad sip is pretty simple too. Lovely uh, movie. I ain't hating on. <laughs> definitely Albert's is way better than that. <laughs> oh thanks. <laughs> no compare his to yours, Jesse. Hey, there's a love and hate uh pun in there. Oh. So <laughs> But I totally love this movie. Um I've watched it probably a total of four times, extended edition and the the regular edition once. And every time yes. I watch it, I love it even more. And I can't say the same thing for most movies. So, if I had to choose, and I asked this question to both of you two, if I had to choose between watching Endgame, a three-hour, was it three-hour movie, close to three hours, or watching this movie, I don't know if it's because of Marvel fatigue or I don't know. I would definitely choose Hateful Eight over Endgame. Same. Same thing. What about you, John? I would definitely choose Endgame. That has more meaning to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I like Infinity War better, but Endgame is pretty good. But I rather I rather watch this. I, maybe it's because we're also fresh off the viewing of this movie that we're so excited to see it again. We'll have to see later on. I don't I don't think it's fair to compare the two though. Because, exactly. Because like you said, there's there's Marvel fatigue with Endgame, and there's not that with. The Quentin, eight. yeah, the Quentin yeah. Tarantino movies, but also, I, a, a big thing that drives the Marvel movies over time is all that nostalgia, and Hateful Eight doesn't have that. Yeah, that's and true. it's hard to beat. I mean, people are gonna love Endgame forever because of the lead up to it and us wanting to like the characters and the history of the characters compared to the Hateful Eight, where there's no background to that. Yeah. What like the? as a movie for me, as a movie just standalone, I think Hateful Eight is way better. But with, I mean, with how much people grew up, if they're if they were in their teens growing up with the Marvel movies, then it's hard to to beat that yeah. that feeling that it gives you. Well, once we eventually review all the Marvel movies and Endgame, maybe we'll ask that question on the Endgame podcast. Yeah. What long movie would we rather watch? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, let's go on to Is This Legendary Sip? Out of 10... Pistols. Pistols? Bullets? 10 pistols. 10 gang members? Uh, 10, ten, 10 hateful ten, people. <laughs> 10 hateful, ten hateful people. people. <laughs> uh, out of 10 pistols, what would you give the hateful eight? extended edition i'm gonna give the hateful eight an eight 
Nice. Because um, it's the eighth film? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I just, like I said, I really enjoy this this movie, but what kind of brings it down for me is that the extended version is, like Albert said, it's a TV series pretty much. Like, There's more that they can show than a normal movie. And yeah, I just, I, I, want, I really do wonder, like, how much is different from the original version yeah yeah i think i'm gonna watch the original version next i need to finish it up <laughs> mm-hmm. so you right. scored an eight uh what yeah. does albert say i'm giving it a seven and a half okay surprising i the way you talked to seemed like i mean it was, it, more it than was eight. still it was still a lot of yeah, fun yeah. i liked it a lot but i mean there are some things that like as a movie and as a as objective as I can be, there was a lot of there was a few things that either felt drawn out or felt useless. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of know that that feeling that you're feeling. Yeah, to either set up the next thing or to even have any meaning in the movie. Yeah. Or uh, I I don't uh, like it, it. Just feels that way. I think I have a couple examples we can talk about. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, okay. When we get to the gross or wherever you want to toss mm-hmm. them in, we can go over that. Uh, if you don't write them down, uh, you might not remember them, so maybe jot some notes down really quick. <laughs> yep. All right, so for me, so this, this here's the dilemma here. So I scored, I scored Pulp Fiction as an 11, but when I rewatched Pulp Fiction, some of that, magic that I have watching the movie it kind of disappears every time with this movie every time I watch it I like it just as much or even more okay so I feel like when I watch Pulp Fiction I like it less than I I do but I'm not going to give this movie an 11 meaning I'm going to have to drop my Pulp Fiction score down so for me this is definitely a a 9.5 or a 10 I'm leaning more towards a 10 because, uh, for me, Quentin Tarantino movies, what, what gets me about them is the dialogue, how, how creative it can be. And for me, maybe we'll talk about this, Albert, and we'll differ on the opinion, but the lines that you get in this movie and how they're worded kind of almost cy- cyclical. Yep. Uh, I really like the wordplay, and then that's one of my tasty parts of this movie. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go into the tasty. All right. Let's go into the tasty. Um, but yeah. The 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 delivery of yeah. the lines that I think nearly every character has and does mm-hmm. really well. I I felt, yeah. I mean, uh, Samuel L. Jackson always has. A, a way of delivering his lines that's hard to beat. I, I don't. I really enjoy Samuel Jackson all Quentin Tarantino movies. No matter how small the part is, in Kill Bill he had that piano man scene. Um. And I just I'm, I really enjoy Samuel Jackson as an actor. Just yeah, like he he has the charisma that he brings to the screen, but I don't know if all of his characters are really that different. 
Like, what does he usually play? Like, an angry, hateful person, usually. Maybe not, not so much in Pulp Fiction, because he his character has the arc of him kind of giving up the life of a gangster and, and leaving that life, but he's more thoughtful. He's always thoughtful, and this one he's thoughtful, too. But most of the time, Snakes in the Plane, Deep Blue Sea, uh, Jurassic Park, he's kind of a grouch. But uh, that's just his energy that he does. Uh, but that's only some of his some of his roles. I mean, he's not that way in Star Wars or. Um, Is he? he he's he's kinda, not. He's, he's not he's a kind of one of the grouchy Jedi's. Like, uh, he's strict, but he's strict and stern. But I wouldn't consider that grouchy. Okay. Nah, I agree, John. Um, and then. Uh, I'm trying to think of the movie. Uh, he's not that way as Nick Fury either. I don't think. I he he has a level of grouchiness to all his roles, and I haven't really found a role that he like is a, a happy, cheery person. I can't think of any. I have to uh, okay. watch I more. mean, I kind of agree. He he's on the grouchy scale in, in almost any movie. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't know if that's not a bad thing. But I want to see. I almost said. His I character's see Nick not Fury. grouchy in The Incredibles, is it? <laughs> you got me there. Okay, you got me there. Well, he he gets grouchy at his wife. Well, a little bit, but like his character. Where's isn't... my super suit? <laughs> what about what about the other guys? Him and him and the Rock aren't grouchy. Okay, I didn't think of that one. No, no, you you you're totally proving my whole point wrong. <laughs> I, I'm using I'm using some of the dumbest examples, but hey, uh, they work. They the work. movie I was thinking about is Lakeview Terrace, where he's not. What's he's that? Not so much. He's a he plays a uh, corrupted cop in that movie. Okay, and it's just kind of like I don't know. It's really creepy. It's been a while since I've seen it, but is it, uh, is it a horror movie? Uh, I wouldn't call it horror, but he is kind of sus in that movie. Huh. It's It's been a while since I've watched it, but... Okay. Uh, it's well, a thriller drama. I'll have to check it out. He pretty much harasses this, like, uh... I think they're a mixed couple. Yeah, they're a mixed couple. That doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> it's a good movie. I'll have to check I it out. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, but yeah, Coach Carter, he's kind of, he's not as grumpy. <laughs> when you have to say as grumpy, that it kind of puts a point well, on my side. on the scale of grumpiness. Because I just, I think there is a difference between, yeah, yeah. between grumpy and being like a strict yeah, figure. Yeah. Like, but like he, Mace he's usually typecast to either be angry or to be loud. Yeah, to be upset about something, or yeah. he's the guy that says the mf word. Yeah, <laughs> he's, I think he's unless, known for that. What's unless up? it's Infinity War, and oh, then he he gets War. snapped right before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's about to, and if it weren't for Thanos, he would have said it. <laughs> or I mean, um, Thanos and the directors. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he does get typecast, but I don't know. I think he does a good job, regardless. Yeah, I, I never said he didn't, but I, 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 I'm thinking he's lacking. But you, as I watch more movies, 
that he stars in, I'll probably discover more diversity in his his performances. Especially if you go back to some of maybe like his, his like older films where yeah. before his typecast stuff. I don't know if I've seen a lot of those, so I definitely have to check those out. Uh, so any points for you, John, for the tasty? Going back to the tasty. Um. I just, I just really. Uh, I I enjoyed certain scenes more than anything. Like I enjoyed when Samuel L. Jackson is talking to the um, the uh, uh, Confederate general. Yeah, yeah. And then like Silent Nights playing in the background, and it's like supposed to be this like really calm conversation, but then he just the big reveal racks up the the big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> eh, eh. Get, put as he little... as he slowly monologues to make the general more and more upset, just to ego on, just in, just so that he gets the chance to the, play self defense and kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always uh, there's always a mysterious did it happen story in Quentin Tarantino movies. Here was uh, did it really happen to his son? Uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you have did. Um, did Cliff Brad kill Pitt's his wife? Yeah. Uh, in Pulp Fiction, did Mia do anything with uh, Tony Rocky Horror? Like, uh, there's always a mysterious story that leaves you thinking: Did that happen or did not not happen? And it doesn't really matter either way. It doesn't, but it, it, I don't know. Like, I'm always I'm always thinking: Did that happen? Do you think the story happened or no? Yeah. Okay. I I think it did too. I don't think so. Yeah, what? <laughs> I mean, it, one of his biggest things that people knew him for, he lied about. That's true. Uh, that's true. I was just thinking but that. But see, the thing is, is he knew that the guy's son had died before he had even... Because when when they're com- conversing, when um the general and... I'm looking at... And Chris Mannix are conversing... Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was outside. Right. So yeah. there's no way he knew that his son had died. But that's a detail I think I can overlook because what shows me that um, Samuel L. Jackson's character doesn't know anything about the son is he has no, he shares no information from what the son said about his family. To even it, prove to the general that he knew him, other than him being dead. But he knew his, he knew the guy's name. I mean, but like a name and the fact that he is dead, there that, that tells me nothing about um, if he actually knew the character, knew knew the son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those are details that could be heard in conversation, but there's no actual life story that he knew about uh, General Smith's uh, son. Maybe on another rewatch we'll change yeah. your mind. Yep, we'll see. We can we can put that to rest. <laughs> um I also enjoy the big reveal in episode four. Um where they they find out that the whole group is working with uh Daisy Donryu. Yeah. And then they show like they go back to that whole original entry of the 
the cabin where um where like they were just trying to set him up to shoot him right then and yeah, there. Yeah, they scout the location, they get yeah. into position. And then she she uh she's like, Well, you know, like he's with the, the sheriff, sheriff and, and another, another another bounty hunter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just stuff like that at the end was like what I enjoyed the most. Um so for me it was definitely the, the third and and fourth chapter. Okay. Um, I, I do like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character being able to figure out that Bob was lying the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, because in reality, like he's been to like he's lived up there for a while, and he knows that uh, haberdashery and. Um, yeah, yeah. All the little facts, the sign in the about the dogs and and mexicans and yeah yeah um the sign that says no dogs in the mexicans uh sweet dave leaving his, his chair, chair behind. which he would never do that uh but just all the small details that you find out uh that bob is lying the chair you have the sign just just going to see Minnie's mom like just all the different things that the 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 stew how it tastes yeah made this morning and it's her stew and right and if she's gone for too long then it couldn't be her stew yeah so it's just I don't know he's a really smart character he doesn't just go in guns a blazing in this one but uh eventually he gets to kill some people wait yeah I'm a sucker for whodunits and uh, clue finding and stuff like that. So that made me uh, like uh, the character even more. Do you guys think he knew? uh, Well, we 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 obviously know he knew that Bob was lying, but do you think he knew something was up? But he just held off until he knew for sure. Or do you think that he was just suspicious of? Bob and nothing else. He knew something had happened because when he takes off some of those furs off the couch, he goes, exactly what I thought. So he knew something had happened as soon as he figured out that Bob was the caretaker of the haberdashery. He knew something had happened because she would never leave it to Bob. So I I definitely think he could have saved everyone. But yeah. I just I feel like he was waiting for them to reveal themselves. Reveal themselves more than anything. Like I'm kind of wondering if he was just waiting. So I usually, I, I think I think he was waiting for motive. He wanted to figure out motive first before making accusations. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, but, but I definitely I definitely think he could have saved. Uh, because in reality, throughout the the four episodes, he rarely interacted with anybody that was actually part of the gang. Yeah. That's true. You're, you're saying Bob? Yeah, well, he didn't, he didn't, he, besides Bob, he maybe talked to Joe Gage once when he held the knife to him. Oh, yeah. okay. And, 
Um, he didn't really talk to Oswaldo Mowbray either. Mm-hmm. Well, besides saying that, oh, my, my men don't need your services, but that was just like a small little interaction. But mm-hmm. I don't know if he didn't really want to get involved with these people um, or what his reasoning was for not talking to them. Right. Well, I mean, the the quick answer is that they're white folks and he doesn't want to interact. I don't know. Like, the, there's a lot of stuff that could be behind it, but um, I don't know. We'll have to make our, our reasoning after another viewing, possibly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it for me and then like i said i just really enjoyed when things were calm and not really happening because you don't really get to see that much in a movie right and and you often don't see people eating food so when they sat down to eat the stew it was just another great reason to um move the story along uh like have a walk around gather stew or get more bread or whatever and then talk about a really old letter that was or is not real nowadays like so many times in movies it's just like like once something starts happening it's just like go 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 and there's never really much time to breathe yeah so for for this one to like give you that that time to like okay everything's calm but then something's still happening yeah we we needed a calm moment and so did the characters Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Rest in peace, Obi. Uh, and so, the Hateful Eight, and in the credits, there's nine main characters. Yeah. Obi's not hateful, so that's why it's right. called the Hateful Eight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I saw that immediately. I I yeah, I was like, wait, there's nine, but then there's also Jody. So there's a couple extra, but eight rhymes with hate, so they had to do that. <laughs> uh, so like I was saying before. The, I love the wordplay in this. Some of the lines just kind of kind of go in circles. So, for example, you have Maddox talking to um, the hangman, and he goes, Like I said, friend, you got me at a, bis- a bit of a disadvantage. And then he replies back, Keeping you at a disadvantage is an advantage I intend to keep. So, uh, stuff like that. Some people might find it, like, drawn out or really annoying, but uh, all the wordplay like that when Joe Gage is talking about I'm definitely the coming home the mama type like they're just they keep on saying mama and type and and Christmas and I'm just like I don't know that that kind of maze style of of going around and and talking is something I really enjoy I mean yeah everyone had everyone's replies to other people's quips are quips themselves because they don't want to reveal too much about themselves. Yeah. They want to just like, hey, are you this and this? And then they say, yes, I am this and this. And nothing more, nothing less because yeah. you don't need to know more about me. Yeah, you don't need to... I, I don't need to out myself out and then you just kill me. Exactly. So, your top two favorite characters out of the cast... Um, and maybe an honorable mention. For me, it's probably Major Warren and John Ruth. To 
be honest. Okay. Okay. The two two main, and then uh, Bob would be an honorable mention. Okay. What about you, Albert? Yeah, I I liked Major Warren and Bob, because Bob had the hardest job. He he had to convince people that he worked and lived here, for some amount of time. Mm-hmm. And the and he had the unfortunate uh, job of convincing Major Warren that uh, he's taking care of the place. Mm. And he did a pretty decent job trying to fill in details, but. Obviously, he can't know stuff that is not plainly there. Things, yeah. things like um, a, a stew not being made by himself or uh, replacing a chair that would be noticed if it went missing. Yeah, yeah, small details that only only someone been who's been there and been invested times. with those people would know. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So. Thank goodness they picked up Samuel Jackson. Otherwise, that would have been toast. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I, I I enjoy Samuel Jackson's character. I so he's probably my number one. Uh, and I really like Chris Mannix's character. Every time I would laugh, it was just all his little dumb little replies were just so dumb. And you know me liking Kong Pao and, and dumb movies. So I, I liked his character a lot. He's definitely really witty and just kind of. <laughs> it, to, to be honest, it's like there's not really a bad character in this one for me. Mm-hmm. I think there is, but uh, we'll go on to the gross. Uh, I have an honorable mention. I do like um, Oswaldo uh, Mowbray. 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 Uh, just his reply is like, uh, so you're the hangman? Yes. Like, just uh, his over-the-top, like, just... Uh, yes. Yeah, like... Smash- smashing. <laughs> just uh, his delivery. You fell in love with the accent, Jesse. I did. I did. Like, Raleigh. Like, that one, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think there was a bad character, and we'll get into that. You and just have an English-Australian fetish? Uh, I guess so. He likes the exotic accents. <laughs> exotic. <laughs> exotic. Uh, so I'm going to go over something really quick. Chapters. So we have four chapters in each movie. And the original, the one we did not watch, you have The Last Stage to Red Rock, Son of a Gun, Minnie's Haberdashery, and the last chapter being Black Man, White Hill. The one that we watched, you have The Last Stage to Red Rock, Minnie's Haberdashery is the second chapter, and uh, Domingue's got a secret as the third chapter, and then he gets lazy and just puts the last chapter as the last chapter. Hmm. But if you can look at just how the chapters are placed, Minnie's Haberdashery is the third in the original version, but only the second. So there's probably a big chunk of that first carriage uh i guess finding the major finding manix taken out i'm assuming yeah that's what i would think it sounds like it just based on that but yeah it's something that's super small uh question time you guys you guys ready for some questions my dumb crazy questions (laughs) all right let's uh, do it 
So I, I asked you guys to think of, uh, if we were a gang, think of a gang name. And then what would our gang number names be? What What is yours? Let's go with Albert first. All right. I got Big Al's Hunters. And Big we're, Al's we're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're a gang of bounty hunters. Okay. And okay. obviously okay. I'm Big Al. Um, uh, uh, John is uh, Johnny Sharp Eye. He, he's, he's the sniper. <laughs> sniper. He, he's the long range. Like, I don't want to touch. I, I like. I never want to uh, uh, get near a dead body. John's like the. Uh, um, he's the clean freak. He doesn't want to handle them. <laughs> and then I got Jesse the messy. He he's the one that gets up close, handles the dead body, and uh, helps uh, deliver. Uh, uh, the body for um, the uh, the reward. So what? What's my weapon? Uh, shotgun. Your shotgun. It's messiest. Yep. yep. Oh, okay. You like it up close. All right. In multiple ways. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you next, John. <laughs> You're so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is the uh, Armentara Bandoleros. Ooh. All right, translation. <laughs> Bandoleros. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, there's no <laughs> translation needed. <laughs> uh, so then you got you got the laughing Jesse Leon because okay. he he laughs at you as you die. Nice. Uh, you got. You got Two Face Albert Luke because he only has a sp- killing face and the normal face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the killing face and the normal face. Uh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, and then you have a uh, quick triggered uh, John Armenta, the leader. Because I quickly triggered it. I quick trigger. <laughs> ah, ah, got what it. kind of gang are we, John? Uh, we we rob and murder people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 rob them first and then we murder them, so they think okay. they have hope. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, the, the order matters. The order matters. The order does matter. You don't want to murder people and then rob them because it's just like. Bloody money. What, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody money. <laughs> All right, Jesse, go ahead. All right. So, we are the sinister. We are the sinister sip. <laughs> uh, nice. Are we so all it, was, it was. It was a play on the Sinister Six. <laughs> Spider-Man gang. Could, well, couldn't have figured that one out. <laughs> uh, so I am Jesse, the crin, the cringe quencher. Because I, I give our daily dose of cringe on the podcast. <laughs> oh, the cringe quencher. I like so, it. So, <laughs> I don't know what type of gang we are because I started off as, like, the podcast style theme. And then I just went to John the Bobster because in this movie you're called Bob. <laughs> Jesus, Jesse. Maybe, maybe you kill people with a bobsled. I don't know. <laughs> So mine didn't really have any direction because Albert is Albert the unsuspecting devil because you think he's very nice and, and innocent and he just gets you. I don't, know, I don't know how he gets gotcha. you with the gun or 
with a knife, <laughs> but anyway, he he can get you. He gets you. <laughs> oh my god, dude! We should just start recording video. Wait, what? Yeah. We should start recording video sometime. All right. <laughs> That's a lot of editing in addition to audio yeah. editing, but if you guys want to do that, we we can do that. Probably not. I mean, you can edit the video and then just export the audio, and it wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. We'll, we'll I don't talk think about it. It wouldn't be that bad. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. Um, go I was not. I was not expecting Albert to go into such detail. I I kind of wanted to tell everyone to go into detail, but then I figured I probably wouldn't have the names done by the podcast, which I I didn't. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad I did not go with the podcast uh, theme name, because... Why? Because I I would have done something similar to yours, like... What? What's wrong with mine? (laughs) You just uh, don't want to have... (laughs) Uh, Were you going to go with the podcast theme for the gang? Was that going to be like, the legendary something, or something rather. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I didn't think too much about it because then I was just like, nah. Because I feel like Jesse will definitely use the podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely did. <laughs> hey, next time we review the original movie, we'll come up with a different gang names, all right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, Maybe. <laughs> one last question and we'll go on to the gross. So in the movie... The movie takes place in 1877. One dollar in 1877 equals $24.58. Meaning, Marquess is giving OB 350 equaling $8,603. Uh-huh. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. What would you buy? What one thing would you buy? If you had eight thousand six hundred and three dollars in your pocket right now, toilet paper, toilet paper. What would you What would you do with the money? I would invest it because that's the right thing to do. Would you really? I don't no. think you would. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I mean, I don't really spend a lot of money, so yeah, they invest it? it. That's. I would. I would definitely save it. Yeah. And I'd invest okay, it. I'd invest it, of course. Yeah. And now stocks are cheap, so there you go. <laughs> ching ching. <laughs> uh, what would you invest in, Albert? I'm I'm trying to learn about um, stocks and ETFs, so I'm figuring that out first. You would definitely invest in AMC, right? <laughs> AMC. I just mm. kidding. <laughs> it, right now, like right now, it seems like the studios need. The theaters less than the theaters need the studios, so yeah. probably not. <laughs> I know. I just kidding. <laughs> I hope. I kind of hope ANC pulls through, but I don't know how that's that's gonna work. I mean, we're all hoping any theater pulls through because they can only operate so long without showing movies. Like what? Um, I guess on a tangent, I've been getting emails from smaller theaters talking about, um, or not even talking about it, actually doing it streaming movies from their websites 
Okay. So there's a film bar, and there's, uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, uh Alamo Draft House. Yeah, Alamo Draft House. Yeah. They, they've got uh movies being streamed, um, which you could buy and pay for, compared yeah. to things like AMC or Harkins, where they're not going to do that. Well, yeah, they're against it. They're, yeah, that's they're... What, yeah exactly. And they're they're trying to ban Universal movies because Universal just wanted to go straight to just video, I guess, on streaming, demand yeah. or whatever you call it. Yeah, so, so streaming. Just like just like Blockbuster in the past, if they can't adapt to the internet age, then they're just going to go away, fizzle fizzle out and die. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have both invest your money. Yeah, I mean, what right, yeah. what what else are we spending money on right now? So. <laughs> All right, so let's just say that wasn't an option. Okay. <laughs> what would what selfish? Maybe not selfish is not the word you're looking for, but what what thing would you buy for yourself? Ooh, I buy VR. <laughs> you buy VR? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the most expensive one in the index. <laughs> You'd buy the index? Well, yeah, I, I got a lot grand of problems with the index. It on. I heard I heard the it's there's problems with the index, the setup and stuff like that. It's kind of tedious and annoying i mean yeah the the thing with um vr still is there's just a lot of cables to set up yeah yeah all right uh vr for albert what about for john um it's so hard for me to because it's like what what else do i need I mean, right yeah now? i don't spend money so i have a car okay. i have a computer i have so like I'm set. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's you're pretty. You're pretty good about your money. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just buy a new car. Uh, but that's not even. That's not. That's, that's not, not even a lot of money to buy a car. I mean, like, you can do a big down payment on the car. I guess that that would work. I what guess, type? What yeah. type of car would you? What type of car would you get with an eight thousand dollar down payment, John? What do you? Dude, what are you looking why at? Are you asking these questions? I just. I, I'm just kind of getting a. And we don't have to answer. <laughs> I, I don't know because all right. it's like. All right. All right. Uh, so for me, I would definitely. I got a lot of work to do on my car. So I'll go towards my car. Would you fix the car or buy a new car? Uh, I would definitely fix my car. I love my car. As much as John doesn't like the blue of my car. Um, I would fix the windshield. Uh, I would repaint the spoiler. Yeah. Because it's faded. Uh, oh, you I would think I would want to get. No, I'd get, I'd get the same color. <laughs> I only got $8,000. I, I don't know how much I could do with it. Uh, I, mean, I would paint. Spoiler, it won't be that much. I know. But painting the whole car would be a, like a couple grand. Yeah. Uh, rims, I would paint them blue to match my car. She kind of just kind of. <laughs> I don't like the design of your car either. No, no. The shape. I, yeah, I, I don't like, like the, the shape. shape of it's it. It's weird. It's like, like a wannabe Prius. <laughs> a wannabe Prius? <laughs> I, that's what it makes me think. I, for some reason, I think of Mechagodzilla when I see my car. Or Mechagodzilla. Yeah, I don't know. Just something <laughs> cool a like big that. Stretch. <laughs> um, I would get my like seats covered, and I would get the inside darker, and my windows tinted with ceramic tint. So would you would you really put all this money into the car and not get a new car? Yeah, I would. Okay, I would. I, I love my car. Uh, if I can keep it alive until my kids uh, are able to drive, 
it's gonna be their first car. Oh jeez, okay. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? That's a lot. That, you're gonna have to do a That's lot of a maintenance time, on the car yeah. to keep it working that long. What are you trying to I, say? I, oh, I doubt it. Will, <laughs> because, I doubt it will last. Because that, that long. car is a daily driver for you already. What year is it? Fifteen. Am I last? I still have Volkswagen in the back or in the garage. How how working is the Volkswagen? I mean, it's not. It's only not working because we didn't run it, and because my neighbors poured water into the engine. Well, so we had to. Yeah. We had to it. take apart the engine and get that fixed, and it runs just not very well, and they can't drive stick. So. <laughs> well, so. Even if you had kids right now, would you have that car ready for them to drive in 15 to 18 years? I don't know. <laughs> that's, a lo- that's a long time to keep a car. It is a long All time. All right. We got to go into the gross, people. <laughs> All right. The gross? All right. Let's go into the gross. What's uh, What do you not like about this movie, you guys? Uh, Albert mentioned something about... It's kind of stretching on for too long. Mainly, yeah. mainly the beginning, I felt, and I think that's where a good part could be cut for the regular edition, the theatrical edition. Okay. I think there's a lot that just doesn't happen in the second chapter as well. Yeah. Like when I think when i watched it the reason why i watched chapter three after watching chapter two was because i was just like very unsatisfied okay okay like i don't i can't even really remember what happens in chapter two i remember but it's like nothing important to me stands out yeah it's just a lot of um setting up the other characters in the haberdashery yeah yeah i so, are you saying chapter two for the one we watched, Minnie's Haberdashery, is your least favorite? Same. Um, okay. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, um, Oswaldo Oswald basically does nothing for me. Like, he's not got... even, not even, like, yes, accent doesn't no. do it for you. <laughs> uh, he's just a. Yeah, he he's just a official looking character in a fancy suit, uh, and does nothing else. Like, yeah, I I guess at, at that point in time, the the accent is exotic, so that automatically means some air of either respect to be gained or uh, authority. Um, but obviously, Samuel L. Jackson's character doesn't see that and is automatically and is already suspicious of everyone no matter how they talk or how they look yeah because of his uh because of how he looks he has to be that way otherwise he's gonna get taken advantage of but for me it's as that uh oswaldo i don't know it just doesn't like add anything to the story okay and there's and among the hateful eight he like how is he hateful like what does he he has no gripes against anyone other than uh being paid to do the job he's paid to do and just being part of the gang secretly he's not really hateful i don't i don't think he's the hangman 
Well, obviously no. not. <laughs> yeah, so no, come he, on. No, I mean, well, it, I didn't know which job you meant. Like, get the sister back or his fake job. Well, both. Uh, okay. He doesn't... I mean, yeah, he's not actually the hangman. He doesn't actually hate anyone. He doesn't hate anyone. He's just part of... He's just there to actually save his sister. Or his friend's sister. And, like, there's no background for him to hate on. So, it, the mo- Go ahead, John. Oh, no, go ahead. So, the movie should have been called Something 7. Like, yeah. should have taken out... <laughs> <laughs> uh for for me it's just kind of uh John Ruth is like I said earlier he's not as suspicious as he should be uh just with how all the characters are interacting with him um yeah yeah he doesn't he doesn't check for guns he just asks yeah uh, that's like that's a good way to get yourself killed yep um there was like like Albert said, there's no pat downs. Uh, the three that are uh, p- actually part of the gang, so Bob, Oswaldo Mowbray, and Joe Gage, they are all very hostile towards him when he asks them to do stuff. Yeah, and he doesn't really question why. He just kind of. I feel that's the way normal people would act in that time period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not really so sure because with Chris Chris Mannix, I don't, I don't know. Like, he, so Joe Gage is supposed to be a farmer. Uh, I don't think it's so. Like, such a big deal for him to have his gun taken away. I mean, he's a cowboy, too, and that means he's taking care of between hundreds to thousands of heads of cattle, and you need a gun to protect yourself and your stock from raiders or, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, people trying to take your cows. So, I, I mean, I mean, we all know about cowboys, and they're, they've got a, they had a tough job. Mm-hmm. So I, I see um, why he would want to keep his gun. But then, like, but then when uh, when uh, John John Ruth is like directing people around, yeah, and he's like, go back to the bed. He's just like, has this like really bad pouting fit. Yeah, he's he's got well, a real baby mean sad face. See, I don't yeah. wanna, but you got well, a gun. I mean, you came into this habit. If so, let's say they weren't gang members and they were just regular people. You. This guy's just ordering me around, take my gun away. Now I'm, I'm gunless, and now I he's like, gun pointing at me. Like I, I don't want to be in that situation. Well, yeah, but I feel like they'd be more fearful than resistant. I, I mean, it's easy to say when you know, yeah, yeah we we know the ending. I, I think they're not fearful because if he were to start shooting people without a good reason, there's witnesses. That's why they're not fearful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but plus then, they're like, also not fearful because they do have guns stashed around the room. But then like Joe Gage is also like really f- like just when Chris Mannix asks for the the uh the brandy, he's not like he's not he doesn't have that tone of voice against Chris Mannix that he does with John Ruth. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Chris Mannix isn't waving a gun around, so I think that helps. Yeah. 
But John Ruth wasn't waving a gun around at that point either. Right, but obviously he's trying to take a command of, or he's trying to take a position of command Mm. to boss people Mm. around because I've got this bounty here i got to take care of, so that means I'm the boss because I'm the only one that has a stake in life. Mm -hmm. So you, I don't know. I just, I feel like he wasn't, he wasn't very, yeah, very careful of his uh, suspicions. Yeah, he, he, Bob, Bob Ruth could have been more, more suspicious and acted more harshly, and that would have justified everyone to hate him more. So, yeah, okay, would have been fine because he would have been alive. (laughs) Maybe, but unless everyone got so mad they killed him. Um, the only character that I kind of don't like, and this is just a nitpick if I'm picking my least favorite character, is actually Bob. (laughs) Um, so before looking up without suspecting, like, uh, I don't know, I couldn't tell if Bob was actually Mexican or if he was a different nationality playing a Mexican. He's definitely Mexican. It, it just, I don't know, something about it, it just didn't seem like he was Mexican. It seemed like all the performances, more or less, um, some of them are, are over the top. And the, his is just kind of just a really forced Mexican like way of talking. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't know. Everyone else just kind of played the character uh, at least the gang members play the characters, I think, a little bit less... Wait, no. More subtle? I don't know. They're all over the top. But, but just, at the just... same time, yeah, they're actors and they're exaggerating whether they have an existing accent or you have yeah. to actually act and talk that way because that actor probably doesn't talk the way Bob does. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And in being a uh, Western about... and being Tarantino, it's obviously even more exaggerations. So you can you can notice even more that this guy probably doesn't talk this way, and doesn't act this way, but yeah, because you you want to have stereotypical um, uh, characters, then it's easier to identify, yeah, with yeah. them or uh, just to know that they're there, because then you don't start guessing if they're Mexican or not. Yeah. Oh, something about. That his character made me guess. I had to look up if yeah. he was actually Mexican or not. And is Just he? Just the way he... Huh? Is he? Yeah, he is. He's actually Mexican, but I was like... He pronounces things, like, just really funky, like... Says like, the one that could barely ex- speak. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If I'm if I'm picking up on things like that, like, it's it's weird. I mean, so, like, give me an example. But I'm, I'm not... I'm No, I'm not saying, like, because you can't speak Spanish. I'm saying, like, you have trouble pronouncing stuff as well. Exactly. So if I'm, if I'm really bad, and I know I am, and I hear someone else, and I, they sound kind of funky, then I... I am I, I just, not the most qualified the, <laughs> just kidding uh, there you go you're not the most qualified <laughs> uh no but it's just i don't know something about it like the way he says esperate like Espera it just te. was really weird you're struggling to say it right exactly now. and that that's what i felt like he was doing and i was like is he really hispanic or is he just having it, pr- I, like pronunciation i, I, I thought troubles? he said esperate fine i don't yeah, know I, about I, it. I thought he did decent i i thought he sounded more like he was 
just trying to say as least as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and language uh, people get lazy when they say words, so they always everyone slurs words like that together. Yeah. I don't know. He was just my least favorite character. Okay. Alright, choose the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I, he was one of my favorites because, yeah. Oh well, that's fine. I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, any other gross that we have? Um. Yeah. Mainly, mainly the second act, second chapter. And my f- favorite chapters are the first and second for some reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> I really didn't like um <clears throat> Jody's character that much. Like we don't he, he kind of gets introduced last minute and we don't get that much time to get attached to him and get to know him and so he gets killed right away and I don't really care for his character. I mean, that's the that's point. The, that's, that's the way it's the, supposed to be, but point. uh I don't know. I just like the first two. Yeah. You get introduced to the characters and the the interactions at the beginning and then you get some of the characters dying and then yeah, you get my two favorite characters at the end. But then they start hanging people and it gets kind of bloody yeah, and the, gruesome. And the fourth act or the winding down of the conclusion f- felt weird too. Just them trying to negotiate uh Maddox's either survival or uh um Daisy's survival or not. I, I felt yeah, that was yeah. weird too. Felt dragged out. Yeah. Where Maddox kept on wanting to wait for a offer. Uh yeah, it, it was weird. while trying to point a gun at Jody yeah, sitting on the ground or standing in the cellar. That's probably a, right. a thing that they cut as well. All right, jokes and plugs. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. What are you doing on Twitch? Still playing Final Fantasy, the remake. How far? Yes, are you? you almost done? Chapter thirteen of twenty. Dang, that's or like. 18. Oh, of 18? Oh, I was just about to do the math, and you screwed me up with 18. Um, I think right now I have, like, almost 20 hours. 20 hours? Mm-hmm. But me and Albert are going to pick up another game. Remnants from the Ashes. What's that? It's like a Dark Soul-esque looter shooter. Uh, Monster Hunter type game, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a third-person action uh, game. Really fun so far. Well, from what I've played, like okay. some, some horror aspects, some like grotesque creatures and ideas. Okay, okay. I I, I screamed the other day when I was streaming it. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, you were, you started streaming. Yeah, he, he okay. was streaming yeah. it yesterday. I, the like the maybe the fifteen minutes I watched with him, a huge like. Um, have you ever played? You haven't played Halo, have you? A little bit. Like not, Halo not One and Halo Two. You have the flood, right? You have okay. the big, like, puffy dude that walks in two little stubby legs. Yeah. That explode into little, like, little flood spiders. Yeah. So, a really fast one in this game went up behind John and blew up, and 
I, I didn't know what was happening. It was so funny. Like, cause, cause it's 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 supposed to be hard, like Dark Souls, and you're supposed to you're supposed to struggle. So I was I was fighting this thing that just appeared out of nowhere, and then all these like little monsters came, and then out of nowhere this big giant thing exploded behind me, and I was just I screamed. Ah! <laughs> I was like ah, but louder and more realistic. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. It, it was it was fun I had to, to watch. Join your stream. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we gotta watch. I got a I got a suggestion. We need to watch a romantic movie. Yeah, because I don't think we've watched a romantic movie. All right. Uh, I I think I have a few rom coms we can watch. Okay. Okay. All right. Subscribe, like, and share. Comment below. Who was your favorite character of the Hateful Eight? Uh, we have Bob and Bob, and uh, Mannix for me. So, let us know if you like I someone else. I said Major Warren. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Major Warren, and then Bob. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought I heard Bob. <laughs> not Bob. Bob for, was an honorable not for first pick. For me. Nope. Okay, so Warren, Warren, and then Mannix. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this has been the legendary sip podcast and join us next time for Acura I pronounced that right? yeah Yeah. (laughs) alright will this be the sip that we've been looking for? bye bye